Good morning, good morning, my friends. It's Maria Mariano from the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. You're going to hear my little Gucci barking in the background because there's a snow removal. We got a storm yesterday, and when the trucks pass by, they need to protect me. So what are you going to hear in the background? Woof, 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 woof. Monique, we're on time. Did you see that, girlfriend? We're on time. We're always a little bit late, so Monique is always on time. But now that we are on time, she's a little bit late. Thank you for being here, Monique. Thank you, Louise. Melissa, thank you. I know you're recording. Lise, thank you. Uh, I appreciate, Kendra, you being here with us. And today, you're going to absolutely love the podcast. It's always on the book uh, based on Hello Fears from Michelle Poehler. And we're in Chapter 5, just a little segment called Found Being Judged judged and strategies for for managing criticism in my line of work which is the tupperware business <clears throat> multi-level marketing uh owners anybody here in multi-level marketing businesses you know my friends you know my friends when you start going live because you need to take you need to be able to harness the power of social media but with that harnessing the power of social media you will be criticized and as long as the criticism is affecting you, you cannot live um, the fullest potential that you are capable of living. So it's very important uh, this week's podcast where we are going to dive headfirst in the heart of courage and confrontation. And what I love about John Philip, because I got a little bit of a glimpse of what he's going to cover, is that he's actually going to share with you two great examples when we respond and when we do not respond. So here at the crossroads of hard work and resilience, we find a truth that both that that is both liberating and challenging at the same time. And one of the greatest examples for me, you know, I talk a lot about Oprah. I talk a lot about Edison. I always tell you guys they're my best friends, right? And I really feel that way. But I want to go to Oprah Winfrey because being black and you have to think back when she was born and when she was raised, like put aside the fact of her um, um, sad things that happened to her, like, you know, um, sexual abuse, etc. Let's go with the fact that she's black and we're raising her to be a great mate for some white person. Okay, let, let's go with that. So Oprah faced a lot of criticism and a lot of judgment from her own people like you need to understand she didn't face this major criticism and judgment from the white folks she faced it from her own people because she was trying to stand out so standing out in a society where the norms of black women are you will work in a white rich homes as a maid and hopefully you'll you'll get a good rich home so you have at least a decent room in that rich home you understand how she frustrated a lot of her own people okay now remember it's the your own people that are the worst it's your own family that's the worst it's your own friends that's the worst not the stranger those are really the worst anyways that being said what she did instead she continued to soar soar because she embraced her unique path she listened to the little voice in her heart when whispers turned into shouts what are you doing this is not supposed to be what you're supposed to do in life da, da, da. she didn't flinch on the contrary what oprah did she took all that negativity and she harnessed it into more power 
and more energy. Now, because Oprah understood to be extraordinary, you must be willing to be the subject of conversation. Today, she's one of the world's most renowned past talk shows we've had. Nobody has ever achieved what the Oprah Winfrey show has ever achieved. She has done more good in countries where school to young women was not was not allowed she opened schools for young women and the list goes on and on so today we will no longer shy away from uncomfortable situation you're going to learn to tackle the fear and you're going to love being judged because the more i'm judged this is what i want to tell you today the more you're judged it means the more you're shaking and moving things and doing something extraordinary, okay? So before we go into that subject, I want you to take two minutes to share, okay? And this is the question I want you to ask. Have you ever transformed criticism into success in the past? And Jean-Philippe, I want you to share one of those, you know, um, one of those uh, story of your past that you harnessed criticism and you turned it into success, okay? So we, we, we're going to face battles. Remember, when you want to go where the majority of society isn't going, you're going to face battles. So while you share, over to you, Marie-Pierre. You know I'm very competitive. I'm a real deep personality. I want to know um, who's our top five. I want to know how many books have we sold with the agenda. We need to hit that 1,000. Thank you, everyone, for doing the publicity. Like, honestly, I, I'm, do, I'm doing the book as if I've never written it, like I'm, you know, and I'm saying, oh my gosh, what an amazing book. What an amazing book. What an amazing book for those of us that are truly serious about taking our multi-level marketing business to a whole other level. So over to you, Marie-Pierre. Yes, so we are now at 925 books sold. So thank you to everyone who already share on your Facebook page when you receive your book. But when you read it, take another picture when you have a chapter that you read and you want to talk about it. So yes, you are our publicity when you receive your book and when you read it too. So yes, every time you post and you tag Maria Mirano, you tag Les Millionaires des Diamants, you will be in the draw at the end of the month for a t-shirt Les Millionaires des Diamants, always with the inspirational quote to keep that millionaire mindset. And then we have a second draw for everyone that invites someone new to our Facebook group, Les Millionaires des Diamants Inspirational Group, and for everyone that is new during the month of January. So another t-shirt that we will draw at the end of the month. And then we will have a third draw that is going to be for the blanket Les Millionaires des Diamants. So for everyone who contributes on our Facebook group, so when you post, when you put a reaction, a comment on the group, you get a point, a chance in the draw to get the blanket. And our top five will get the mug Les Millionaires des Diamants, the one that Maria called it the Louis Vuitton mug because of <laughs> the pattern of the logo. But it's a Les Millionaires des Diamants mug. And our top five month to date, we have Danny Chartrand, Louise Gauthier, Joanne Corbeil, Liz Boucher, and Jacques Stockley. So congratulations to our top five. And yes, we are only January, January 10th. So everything can change. <laughs> Thank you again, Marie-Pierre. And I love this uh, doudou. We're going to call it a doudou. When you're sitting at your desk and you're working, if you're like me and you heat your home at 19 degrees, anybody else like me that I see on Zoom, you, your heating is at 19 degrees. I'm not the only one. Yes, because there's a huge difference eh, in price when you heat at 20. And when you heat heat at 19 but at 19 you're going to need good warm 
slippers and one of these doo-doos on your legs. <laughs> and as my, my father would say, he would say, get dressed, lower the heat and go get dressed. <laughs> so welcome again. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Matthew, Lee's, um, uh, Marie-France, uh, Jacqueline Stockley, uh, you know, um, uh, my beautiful Louise, uh, Joanne, Danny, for, for truly, truly elevating this podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamond, to a whole other level. Just remember, everything needs to, everything of great success is always worked through a community. Nobody makes it to the top alone. So remember, when we're all going to be world renowned 10,000 hours later, and I'm always curious, Jean Philippe, if you have a quick way of looking at how many hours we've done, I know it's going to be 10,000 hours before we become great. And you're going to say, I was part of that growth. I was part of that growth. 1,100 hours. We have, thank you, 8,900 hours to go before becoming good podcasters. Okay. And that's how success is built. And for me, Jean-Philippe, it's important to remind everybody, because if you're in a multi-level marketing business and you're starting today and you expect to make a half a million dollars in 2024, you're dreaming in colors. And if anybody in multi-level marketing business makes you believe you can do that this year, run away, run away. This is not a mentor. This is not a coach. This is, and we say in French, un charlatan. Um, C'est ça. I don't know the word. There you go. So with no further ado, over to you, Jean-Philippe. Yes, thank you, Maria. So I, I want to start by using one of the quotes that we found into the book that I think it's a good introduction to what I'm going to tell you is, don't apologize for evolving past someone else's comfort zone. So I really love that because yes, when you decide to work on yourself, okay, uh, on personal development, you're part of MLM, you're listening to podcasts, well, you are evolving and a lot of people, okay, will just like blame the external situation and external event for not being where you are at. So just remember that, that when you are evolving, obviously you will be criticized. But the things that is really interested here is Michelle is giving us kind of a protocol or step-by-step -step to appreciate the criticism. Because remember, I, uh, I don't know if it's in the book of Jack Canfield that we've covered that. He said, try to find the good in every situation. So let's keep that in mind and try to find the good in criticism when we receive it. And there is four steps. Listen, create distance, make choice, and take action. So what does this mean? Okay, first of all, you need to listen to the criticism. Okay, you need to just have a look to the word that the person that is criticizing you is using. Okay, are they attacking you personally? Are they attacking your content? Or are they attacking the way that you present those things? And because we are mostly on social media, we try to uh, get like more views, more visibility. Obviously, people sometimes will criticize the way you do it. You do it. So what you need to look at is if those words are attacking you personally, well, don't deal with those criticism because those people don't know you. Okay. But whether it's about your content or the way you do it, do you do it? Well, you can just tell yourself that, okay, I'm not perfect. 
I don't pretend to be, but how can I use that as a constructive criticism to help me get to the next level? So if it's about my business, if it's about my content, how can I be sure that the next time that I'm continue doing it, okay, I can evolve and become a better version of myself? So it's all about asking yourself, is this true? what they are saying about my content. Is this true about what they're saying the, uh, about the way I am doing those things? So we all know that in MLM, sometimes people like are saying that we are a pyramidal scheme and all those things, okay? Those things are not true, okay? But here, what is true is that they don't have the information, okay? I'm not saying that you need to convince them, but it's just sometimes an indicator that, yes, we can bring more information about how our business is working just to show people that, no, okay, it's a legal business and it's a business for us in our MLM that's been there for more than 70 years. So first of all, listen, look at those words and what they are attacking. Then second step, create distance. Here you need to ask yourself a couple of questions, okay? Where those person came from, okay? Are they from the same background as you? Where were they? Uh, was that on marketplace? Was that on a group? So where are they come from, okay? So second questions, what kind of choice have they made in life, okay? Are they playing the victim, okay? Is that their status? What kind of struggle, okay, do they get in in their life, okay, if you're able to answer those questions? Is it constructive or are they trying to make you feel unworthy? So by asking those questions, you are able to create a distance, okay, from you to not let your emotion take all of the control, but just be sure that you really look at the situation with a point of view of trying to improve. So just to give you an example, uh, I share with it with, with you. I think last week or two weeks ago, I was talking about an experience that I had. Uh, one of my reels has been shared on a bashing group, a bashing group of MLM. Okay, and obviously, like there, were, I had so many type of comments about myself, my physique, yes, my content, the way I do that, the 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 the, the type of business. So I have a lot of things. But for sure, one of the things that I had to do is to create distance. And for me here, it was really easy. And the reason why, okay, I was able to create so easily that distance is because this group of people, okay, are actually on that group to bash people. They don't want to understand. They think that they know, but they don't know that they don't know. They don't know. Okay. So the, 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 the goal of that group is to bash on people. So obviously I know where they come from. I know their background. Even if I don't know them personally, I know that they are not willing to listen. So obviously I was able to create that distance. So just keep that in mind because Sometimes when I got criticism, I asked myself, will there, is there any chance that I will meet that person in the street and this person will recognize me or I will recognize that person? And most of the time, the, the answer is no. So I am able to create that distance. Then when you have created that distance so you can take a better decision, not based on your emotion, but based on fact, you have to make that choice. So 
will you change the way you do things, okay? because of the criticism and you've identified the facts out of it or will you continue because you know that the way you're doing it is the unique and the best way to do this so here i don't have the answer for you you have to base that decision okay depending on what were the criticism and based on the distance that you created but if you decided okay to change something Okay, keep in mind that you're not changing to please somebody. And if you decide to continue to do things the way you've been doing it, no matter the criticism, it's not because you're stubborn. Okay, it's because it's placed on a grow-based decision. It's because you have decided to evolve. So just to give you another example, a, a few weeks ago, I, I published a TikTok on a recipe uh, ragout. What is ragout de boulette et de pâte de cochon in English, Maria? <laughs> ragout? Is that, can I say ragout? Okay. So like that typical ragout that we have here in Quebec with like meatballs too. Yes. And like, yeah, meatballs too. And I was saying because here we are putting uh, like uh, pork, like pork meat inside of it. But for that recipe, because I call it my meatballs too express, I did not put like pork meat and somebody in the comments like was criticizing because I've said I'm going to show you an express version of the meatball stew with pork meat. And she said, that's impossible because if you did that, it will take you more than two, three hours. So in my mind, I was like, Yes, obviously, I know, okay? Like, I've experimented. I've done my, my, my meatballs too, okay? But actually, it just made me reflect, okay, that person, the way I transmit my message, the way I express myself in that video, wasn't necessarily clear. So it just gave me an indicator of, okay, the next time, okay, I have to be more clear and like give more information or being more balanced the way I tell what, what I'm doing. So that was a great way of appreciating a criticism and build from it just to improve myself in the future. And finally, you have to take action. So you have to use criticism relentlessly as a fuel, okay, to become an even better version of yourself and prove to those who double you wrong, okay, and yourself right. So just understand that you can go over criticism and use that as a fuel just to be sure that you are growing as a person and even if you continue growing, you will get like other haters on the future that will criticize you on other things. So just do that protocol again and try to see what's good in it and what you can use to evolve. So to help us okay, deal with criticism, Marie-Pierre has a test for us uh, this morning. So Marie-Pierre, I'll let you go. Yes, thank you, Jean-Philippe. So we'll have fun this morning with this test to see how you react in general, when you have you receive criticism. So of course, keep in mind everything that Jean-Philippe just told us. Of course, it depends on the people who will talk to you. It depends on what they will tell you exactly. But in general, you will answer the question. You will see for each question, I have A, B, C, or D answer. So you can answer in the comment, in the chat if you want, or you can answer on a piece of paper next to you. But 
be sure that you respond it honestly for you. It's not for us, it's for you if you want to start your, um, uh, to continue to grow it, uh, personally. So let's start the quiz with question number one. So when someone criticizes your work, how do you usually feel? A, defensive and upset. B, reflective and open. C, indifferent. Or D, motivated to improve. Question number two. <laughs> Maria decides, okay, she's gonna answer D for everything. <laughs> she decides with the first question and then she will answer the same thing every time. <laughs> it's Maria. <laughs> okay, number two. How do you respond to criticism in a group setting? A, you argue or justify your action. B, listen and ask questions for clarity. C, stay quiet and ignore it. Or D, take notes and take the person for their feedback. Number three. <laughs> if you disagree with the criticism, what do you do? A, I dismiss it immediately. B, I consider it before deciding. C, I get angry or upset. Or D, I discuss it calmly to understand the perspective. Number four. How long does criticism stay on your mind? A. Days. I can't stop thinking about it. B. A few hours, then I let it go. C. I forget, it about, uh, I forget about it immediately. And D. Until I have learned or improved from it. Number five. What's your pr primary goal when receiving criticism? A. To define, defend my point of view. B, to understand and grow. C, to end the conversation quickly. <laughs> or D, to turn feedback into actionable steps. Number six, when you receive criticism, how often do you consider the critic's intention? A, rarely. B, sometimes. C, always. And D, only if I respect the person. <laughs> Number seven, how do you feel about the person who criti criticizes you? So A, often resentful or annoyed. B, grateful for their input. C, indifferent to their op opinion. And D, curious about their perspective. Number eight, do you discuss criticism with others to gain perspective? A, no, I prefer to keep it to myself. B, yes, but only with close friends or family. C, always, I seek multiple viewpoints. Or D, occasionally, if I'm confused. Number nine, how do you usually feel after processing criticism? A, still upset. B, enlightened or motivated. C, unaffected or indifferent. And D, clear about what to do next. Number 10, how often do you act on co constructive criticism? A, rarely, B, sometimes, C, often, or D, always. <laughs> Number 11, what is your immediate internal reaction when criticized? A, I feel attacked. B, I am curious about their point. C, I feel indifferent. 
or did I start planning how to improve? Number 12, how does criticism affect your self-esteem? A, it often lowers my confidence. B, it varies depending on the context. C, it has no effect on my self-esteem. And D, it motivates me to do better. Number 13, do you often find yourself ruminating over criticism? A, yes, I dwell on it for a long time. B, sometimes if it's particularly harsh. C, rarely, I don't let it bother me. Or D, only if I find it constructive and useful. Number 14, how do you feel about receiving criticism in public versus privately? So A, I dislike both. <laughs> B, I'm comfortable in either situation. C, I prefer uh, private criticism. Or D, it doesn't make a difference to me. And last question, number 15, do you ask for clarification when you're criticized? So A, no. B, sometimes. <laughs> C, always. Understanding is crucial. And D, rarely, I think I usually understand the point. So now that you have your answer for 15 questions, you will uh, add one point for each A, two point for each B, three point for each C, and four point for each D. So you will have your total out of 60. So you will see if you are between 46 and 60, you handle criticisms really well. <laughs> if you are between 31 and 45, you are somewhat open to criticism, but you may struggle with it on occasion. And if you are less than 30, now you are resi resistant to criticism and you want to develop that uh, ability to accept criticism, of course, you know, like Jean-Philippe said, it depends on the person, it depends on the kind of criticism, but you want to uh, re receive the criticism like you receive water on uh, the duck's back. So just let it slide. We avoid the harm of dwelling on negative comment, and instead we will focus on the constructive aspect using it as a source of growth and improvement. So I really hope that now you have that answer with this quiz, you have an idea on what you need to work about your criticism. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. Thank you. And again, I have to thank my dad. My dad raised me well. My dad, he's the one uh, who taught me that criticism was the best thing that could happen to me as long as it's coming from the right people. So a lot of times people would get upset because they probe you because they want you to react. Well, generally those people are fools in front of you. So you just smile and you walk away, right? You walk away. But from the smart people, remember when Jean-Philippe, you, you brought um, in one of our meets, you talked about the uh, schedule. I don't know if you remember it. You know, see, I, I'm, I'm very, I listen a lot and I took notes. And today I will tell you 2024, there's more for all of us. And it, we're going to outdo ourselves because of that one point that Jean-Philippe brought. And when you are willing to accept, you do not always have the best answers. And there's better ways of doing things out there. Now you're ready to grow. Anyways, all that being said, I just want to wrap it up with this for the young folks. At 20, you fear everybody's opinion. The way you look, the way you dress, what are you saying, what are they not saying. 
Okay, by 40, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 60 this year. So by 40, you're going to dismiss blah, 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 and you just don't care. Normally in my personal life, you just would tell them all to F off, right? <laughs> which is not better, which is not better because there is great criticism. By 60, at my age, we realized the spotlight was never on us. So all the negativity that we must not listen to was just a reflection of themselves. And maybe I missed out on great opportunities to have learned quicker. So there has to be a great advantage at aging. And the great advantage of aging is we're more and more open to listening and taking note of those that will have better ideas than ourselves. So I want you to embrace your path now more in 2024. Please go out there and find that one word that's going to help you defy the naysayers and to live boldly. My one word for 2024 is I'll do meaning to do the best I've ever done before. So when I get a naysayer in front of me that I don't want Marie-Pierre, I don't want to hear anything. Because if you haven't done anything, I'm not going to stop and, and listen. My mother always said, you got to look at those that are less better than you so you know what not to do. But I'll only look at you and I know what not to do. But I've got to look at those better than me and learn what to do and spend time with those people. So be very intentional, those in multi-level marketing business, to meet your people in the 2080 context. And now I'm doing something different in January, which is very exciting for me, is personal coaching and mentoring. That was, you know, I always say to myself as a leader, what can I add this year as my personal five degree? And that's become my personal five degree. And I did my first two yesterday, and it's just extraordinary what I'm feeling inside. And that's how you push forward, how you challenge yourself, how you step out there, how you get out of your comfort zone. And now you start building a new project. You start listening to new ideas. You, you, but, and you start working with different people. This is the key to work with different people. Now, remember, if you're part of a group, is it because you're all talking the same language and you like being together? Because that's dangerous. You're not going to grow. Like I have this group of directors right now. Every Tuesday, they're doing I don't know what together. And I'm saying to myself, that's not how you're going to grow. I'm not going to grow if I just keep talking to you, Jean-Philippe. And I'm not going to grow if I just keep talking to Monique. I'm going to grow if I talk to 50 different people a month, 75 different people a month. Be, be very careful about creating, uh, in French we say they clan. Be very careful about creating uh, groups, like inner groups, okay? Because inner groups are now excluding other people. And you start thinking you're better than everybody else. And that is the beginning of the end. So today I have directors that should have been way up there. But because they created what we call closed circles, and because they created this mentality that they're better than everybody else, they don't realize they've never grown and they never will grow. Because if you stick to a little tiny village, how can you see what the rest of the world has to offer? That being said, I also encourage immigrants when they come to a new country, like my parents, join an MLM. It, helps, it really helps you integrate yourself a lot faster. So see you tomorrow, guys, and let's be intentional, intentional about harnessing 
criticism from the right people. All right, guys, we love you. See you tomorrow.